Hello and welcome to Bravo, Bravo, Effing Bravo. Hi, Mariana. Hey, baby, gorgeous. It's Housewives on the Island, baby. Housewives on the Island. <laughs> okay, first of all, do you miss the theme song? Because yes, I miss it. I miss it. Oh, travesty of all travesties. The first time I heard it, I was like, what the fuck is this song? Yeah. And now I miss it. I know. It's weird how we're so, uh, how's the word? Uh, we have bad taste. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's so true. We do. <laughs> we do. I mean, look, it's like, okay, Kato, calm down. He's excited. It's like Christmas. If it's not sprinkled with a little tacky, it's not Christmas. Mate, I love these girls' trips. It's my multiverse of madness. It's so exciting. I'm obsessed. I love it. Best idea ever. Why did it take them so long to do these? And I love that it's like once a year or like that we've got another one in the can or ready to go. It's so good. Didn't Andy say years ago that this is the kind of concept that he'll do when Housewives starts dying in the ass? It might be. <laughs> well, no, see, this is what I thought. But no, you think of BravoCon and no, we're not there yet. It was just, I think, Peacock started and they went, mm -hmm. we need ideas for Peacock content. And Andy probably said, well, I had this idea. Do you want to run with it? Right, yeah. And it it sort of makes sense why they kept this for so long because it was filmed so long ago and we're like, why aren't they airing it? It's because we had to get through Salt Lake. We had to get through Potomac. Yeah. Because all those storylines are now coming up again, the ones that we hated. Yes. And now coming up again, which I don't like, but at least there's a different mix of girls to talk about it. That's true. And because you know Giselle's going to answer the questions and ask the questions. Yeah, and they're talking about it like us as fans. Oh, my God, Giselle and the questions. I love her for it because uh -huh. I don't care about these people enough to ask that many questions. Oh, P.S., I'm loving this mug of yours. You've got this white mug with, like, black Kylie Jenner lipstick dribbles on it. It's a Charlie and the Chocolate Factory mug. Oh, that makes more sense <laughs> than Kylie Jenner chocolate. lipstick. I love it though. It's cute. <laughs> I'm one of those people that everything, like all, all of my crockery and shit, it's all beige. Oh, mine are all musicals. <laughs> I love it when people have all these colourful mugs. But for me, like I've got one, it's a Gilmore Girls mug and it does cute. kind of upset me to see it in the drawer with all the other beige ones. Yeah. But I love it. When you said you loved my mug, I thought you meant my face and I was like, oh, thank you. Always, bitch. <laughs> No, just, just my that actual mug. That goes without saying. Of course. So you were saying? Why don't you have a mug with Chino on it? We need mugs oh, with dogs on them. That would be beautiful. Wait, have you seen my portrait? I'll just pause. Yeah, go ahead. Nathan, your chair is blocking your dog's face for me. Oh, my God. Okay, so this is a portrait of your dog. It looks like a photograph yeah. of your dog at a fucking white lotus party. Yeah, he's wearing a little sun hat and a beach ball and a pina colada. Where did you get this? <laughs> so there was this, I was looking at different pet insurances. Yeah. Which, I mean. <laughs> I know, right? Let's not get into it. No. But um, they were offering that as like a sign-up gift. So I said, all right. And then I ended up cancelling the pet insurance anyway within the window. <laughs> so I got this for free. <laughs> Anyway, that was a little sidebar. Gerardo got me one for Christmas. It's massive. They're caricatures of all of my dogs, past and present. Oh, that's beautiful. And it's huge. like As it should be. It's tray cute. And then he even got some little cushions because we always had two dogs at a time. And the mm. two dogs and they're these little tiny cushions with the same pictures of two of each. That's of the, cute. I know, right? I'm a nutter. What do you do? I loved it. What do you do? So, sorry, you were saying Giselle asking the questions. You thought that was good. I could never ask that. I don't care enough about these people to ask them that many questions. And they're mm -hmm. giving Giselle shit for it. And I'm like, what would we do without it? I know. I did think it was telling that immediately Alexia was like, oh, you're asking all these questions because you don't want to talk about yourself. And Candace yeah. was like, yep. <laughs> and I was like, well, she nailed her in one. She did, but I'm sorry. I don't care. I don't care. I need it. Someone's got to ask the questions. Especially when it's two days after like <gasps> Jen's trial yes. or whatever. Like, so we're like, we're a few months after Heather pushed Whitney into the window. Yes. We're post Black Eye. We're, we're in the middle of the trials. We're after Potomac reunion. We're before Miami reunion, but after filming has wrapped. What do you think about them sending people from the franchises that don't get along together, like Giselle and Candace, like Bad Weather? Love it. You love it? You happy about that? Well, actually, with the bad weather, I was a bit trepidatious because I wasn't enjoying the dynamic as it was. Mm. 
But maybe this sea change is just what they need. I know. I do uh, love when Leah said to Black Eye, and that's what I'm calling her from now on. It's not Heather. I'm calling her Black Eye. Sure. When she says, you're somebody who was probably manipulated by a narcissist. Did you see Black Eye's face when she said that about Jen Shah? Oh, yeah. I loved that. Leah was absolutely right. She was manipulated by a narcissist. Wasn't she? And I think I think the benefit of having, like, the pairs mm. is that you get such moments of, like, deep relationship and awareness. Like, when Whitney said to the other girls, she was like, watch, Heather's going <gasps> to deny and say that she doesn't even remember that she said it. And then, like, six hours later, she said that. A hundred percent. I was like, that's brilliant insight. You're right. That does add to it. How about, I mean, I'm just getting so excited talking about it, mm. but how about we go like through the cast yes. and talk about how they've gone the first few episodes? I did separate them with the cast names and then yeah. I wrote notes in different colours based on whether it was one day, one day, two, girl. day, three. <laughs> you were putting in the most work into this. I just, I, girl does her homework. I'm, I, was, I was that girl at school that did all her homework and then some. Yeah, I was that bitch. Okay, well, let's talk about Black Eye. Yes. So, okay, first of all, hate that we're still talking about the Black Eye. Well, I sort of wish she had seen how the season played out so she could have course corrected. Yes. Because she can be so much fun. I know. She can be a fan fave when she's not talking shit. When she's not talking about herself. What killed me was when she was going through the theories for the Black Eye, right? And... (sighs) She was spinning it in a way that was not alluding to the fact that she was playing it up like something had actually happened in the first place. Yes. She neglected to mention any of that. So, of course, the other girls are like, why are we bringing this up? What's going on? Yeah, it's nuts. Infuriating. And then when when Whitney was trying to show them the photo, that's when Heather's all like, Whitney's sucking up to the alphas. And I'm like, get a mirror and say these things to the mirror. That part. Oh, yep. that I can't handle. Because she's going on, she's saying all that stuff. And then in episode one, she was going on about Porsche's 7 million followers and wants to bunk with her because of it. It's that thing like if you're calling out someone for siding with the alphas, it's because you think they're alphas and that's how you think. Correct. So just so you know, I did look up all their Insta followers on the weekend when I watched of this. Of course. Portia does have, well, I don't know if it's more now because these episodes have come out, so I'm sure I'm wrong, but at the time of me watching this, Portia had 7.3 millionaire. Wow. Giselle was the second highest with 712,000. It's a huge gap. Huge gap. Then Candace with 517,000. Leah with 516,000. Heather had 480,000. Whitney had 397. Marisol, 295. Alexia, 264. That's sad. Well, let's... Let's have a quick chat about Portia because I know she's your girl and oh, i got to tell you, I'm loving her. Fuck, I miss this woman on the teves. Why did she not come back last season of Atlanta? Was she not invited? Well, I reckon it was because she was going out with Phelan's husband and didn't want to deal with it. Ah. Yeah. Or Phelan, well, Fallon, sorry, Fallon, Fallon. It's so nice to have her. It, it is. When she is in that confessional that's been going around that I sent you, when yes, she's like, okay, bravo, when she was saying about how... She got a good room. Yeah, she got a good room. Bravo's basically really wants me back. And then the producer says, girl, for the last time, this is Peacock. <laughs> Just, that was the point when I went, fuck, I miss you. And then I sent you that little clip because I found it. Mm-hmm. And then I haven't stopped seeing it. Everyone's fucking posting it. Everyone's in agreement. You can tell by the way that they set it up. Whereas the very start of the first episode, she's the one introducing all of the cast members. Like she's she's our narrative function and she's doing a great job. Everyone misses her. Andy fucking misses her. When she was trying to suck the cork out of the bottle, I was oh, like, okay, well, this is just gold. It is just gold. I'm normally into petite women, but her body is so banging. <laughs> yeah. Her butt sparks so much joy for me. She's great. just, she is oozes body positivity and as always we always say that is what is attractive that is what is sexy Mm. when someone is loving themselves sick it's just it's a joy to behold and i just look i know we're not supposed to talk about someone's physical appearance but when you put it out that way and i'm just 
There's so, so much clapping for her body, for her loving herself sick. I'm into it. I'm so into it. It's chef's kiss for me. Well, I think she's holding her own as well. Like she doesn't need a cast pairing. No, she does have one And we can contrast that to She does have one. Leah. Who? Her and Giselle. Oh, yeah, I know. I meant meant from her franchise. Oh, from her franchise, yes. And because then we also have Leah all on an island of her own. Now, what do you think of her? Look, apart from that one comment that I just gave her props for when she confronted Heather about Heather's relationship with Jen, Leah is sucking this interview. She's bombing this interview, sorry. Bombing. Right? Because we all see Ultimate Girls Trip as an interview to get back onto your franchise, right? Yeah, don't be bored and say you have PMS and just, like, shit on everything. Then leave if you don't want to be here. That's the thing with the grandma stuff. Like, we were saying, just leave. And all of them said, just leave. And then she's trying to spin it that the producers wouldn't let her leave. And who was it that said that their show is produced by the same production company? Yeah, I can't remember. And they would never say that to her. I think might have been Whitney? Maybe. Was it Whitney that said it? Actually, I don't know because Whitney's the only one I didn't actually write separate notes for because Whitney doesn't have any storyline that doesn't relate to someone else. So I didn't actually put any notes under Whitney's. Right. Okay. But still on Leah though, like, yeah, I agree she's bombing it. Not even Pepsi likes her. <laughs> I mean, there you go. Pepsi is absolutely the MVP. I'm obsessed with Pepsi. I love him. I love him. I'm a bit slack, but because when they were speaking about Pepsi before we met Pepsi, I just assumed that Pepsi was a woman. Oh, okay. And how do you get a name like Pepsi? Do you drink a lot of Pepsi? (laughs) Because obviously Pepsi is not Pepsi's real name. Pepsi has a Thai name. Yeah. So I don't know how we get Pepsi, but I love saying it. Have you noticed? I know. Why do you pick Pepsi over Coke? It's it's the age-old dilemma. All right, so Leah, Leah, a bit of a flop. So Whitney, you also think is flopping then? Well, just wait a sec, because I really want to talk about Leah being obsessed with micropenises. Yeah, what's that about? How many has she seen? And my question to you, Nathan, is have you seen any? And if you have, how many? No, not like I've seen small ones, but not like a micro, like a diagnosed micro. When Leah was talking about it, I was like, why is she going on about it so much? And then I sat back, took a little pause cafe and went to myself, Mariana, have you seen a micro penis? And then it popped into my head. You have? I've seen three. That's quite a lot. That is a lot. And then I (laughs) sat that down and went, what percentage of the men you have slept with to... Oh, wow. And then I realised... Getting a lot of data on, on your sex life. I realised why I've seen three, so we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> but, and they were they were in my youth and then I figured it out and then I developed what I call my dictar. So mm. I saw them in my 20s, so I got better after that. Yeah, three. And I have to say, <laughs> I don't think I was sober in any of those encounters, so the memory's uh-huh. a little fuzzy, but it's like a bad, crazy dream. And so your assertion is that Leah's obsessed with it and yet you might also be? <laughs> I feel like you just did a type five on micropenes. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like you don't think about it until you think about it and then you can't stop oh, thinking about it. And the really crazy thing is I would still attest that the three micropenises I've come across, all three were brimming with BDE. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, they were all really fucking hot. I guess bigger dick energy isn't that hard. They were very, very good looking, very sexy men. So false fucking advertising. I think they should have to wear a sign or something. It's not fair. Sure. Okay, so so what do you think of Whitney? (laughs) I don't know what to make of Whitney because I will agree with Whitney a lot and disagree with her the same amount. Mm-hmm. Do you know? Like, yeah. Whitney, with her bringing up the fact that Black Eye wasn't there for her, and then saying, like, later on, she was saying something about, well, we have to talk about it on the show, we're on the show, and also trying to make up with bad weather. And she was saying something, it was just a weird throwaway comment that she said, cause she's willing to willing. move forward for the sake of Salt Lake City. For the healing. I think it's interesting with Whitney because they call her out as being like a fan first and it's like, well, yeah. I mean, a lot of the bad weather. So is bad weather. weather. Well, it was just that bad weather was saying that Whitney manufactured this fight to give her a storyline 
And then Whitney did when they were making up. She she said, "I'm willing to move forward for the sake of Salt Lake City." She means for the show. Yeah. So that's fake. I'm sort of confused. Yeah. At that point, at episode three, where they do make up, I was just like, thank God, because I didn't want to hear about BJ's for jazz tickets. I didn't want to hear about the Marilyn Monroe party. Like, I'm done with that Salt Lake storyline. So I'm happy for them to move forward. And it's like, guys, you're on an international trip. This is what you've been begging for 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 years. Yeah. Let's enjoy it. But then Whitney's saying shit about Bad Weather's book. And she's like, well, she's still on the Mormon list and I don't trust her. It's like, what are you doing, Whitney? Well, you just go to quitmormon.com. It's that simple. I don't get why Whitney said that. I thought that was really fucking slack. Okay. Don't you? No, I mean, yeah, it was slack. Uh, Yeah, I know. Did you bring that up so they could stop asking you for trashing Heather? Because... She ain't getting over it. She got fucking Lindsay Hubbard activated. Mm-hmm. So what do you think of Candace? Can we just talk about her lip sync? <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> that was so bad. So bad. It was delicious. Yeah. I mean, even the Countess sings live sometimes. <laughs> Maybe not. When the Countess sang her song in season one of Girls Trip, was that a lip sync as well? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, it probably was. And then she says something about being international. It's like, sweetheart, you're paying people to do your own performance. That doesn't make you international. I mean, just ask Erica Jane, right? Mm. And then they were saying she looked like one of those shower netting loofers. That's hilarious. Oh, uh, yeah, that was awesome. And then that pause in the track and the ladyboy slipping. It was a true disaster, the whole thing. I see some good qualities with Candace. Like, I enjoy, like, the giant hat, like her bringing that level of camp. I loved the hat and I really wished Marisol wore it on the same day. Oh, that would have been great. No one else would have been able to fit on that boat. It would have been great. What are they doing going on a boat trip? Are they crazy? That's producers. Yeah, that's true. But Candace, I mean, she's still just a bitch. Like, oh yeah, she's a tate's (laughs) cunt. She is. She's. She's She really is. Like, she might have good points. She might have bad points. She might be reacting instead of instigating. But at the end of the day, she's still just a bitch. Like straight out of the gate, first episode, she's just bitching about Giselle to Leah and Whitney. It's like, sweetheart. This is not how it works. She just wanted to, as quickly as possible, have people on her side. If you've done nothing wrong, why do you need to keep talking about it? There was one moment that just made me so done with her. Mm. Even though I enjoy her more on this show than I do on Potomac. But it was day two. She goes, today was like the first day I've had fun since being here because I'm so homesick. And like, it's day two, bitch. Yeah. Why are you homesick already? And what do you mean? Like, oh, I'm finally having fun. Like, you just got here. And... I want to go home. You just, you admitted that you and Chris had the worst fight of your relationship. What do you want to go home to? And technology exists. FaceTime him. Chris is probably not even, oh no, he is there because. He's at the W, DM and Ashley. We don't need to get into it. No, exactly. What about Giselle? I didn't appreciate and then I did see it all on the socials. No, I didn't appreciate I thought it was weird that she kept trying to tell the Miami chicks to stop speaking Spanish. It was rude. It was rude. And then I looked on social, as you do, and saw that people were pissed at her about it, which, hey, fair enough, I get it. Like, yeah, I get it. It is fucked up. Like, leave people alone or learn Spanish if that's your fucking problem. Exactly. I mean, when she sort of explained where she was coming from, it made more sense, but it's still a shitty thing to say to someone, don't speak your language. Yeah, not everything's about you, Giselle. I know. I did love the Giselle translations that they were putting in. They were hilarious. <laughs> I'm like, your kids do it to piss you off or to make you paranoid. They're your children. How does that translate to other women? I don't even like the correlation that she made. I'm like, that's just a bullshit excuse. You think people are talking about you. Move on. Move on. And, okay, so what do you think of the inclusion of the Miami gals? Loved. They're great. They're good fun. I love Marisol. And Mm -hmm. if that means I have to put up with Alexia, I will. Yeah. I'm not into Alexia. She's such a fucking sook. She keeps saying that fucking Adriana's a sook. This one's just as much of a sook. That is so true. They're sort of not, like, they're sort of amongst it, but they're not really driving any confrontations at the moment as much as the others are. But it's nice to have them there. It's because Marisol feels sick all the time. (laughs) Wait till she feels better. I know. So... (sighs) Why is she sick? Is it the vodka in the morning? Like, is that actually helping her or hindering her? Well, the doctor said that he thinks she might have an ulcer, which if you have an ulcer, you cannot drink, period. 
While you've still got the ulcer. Speaking of drinking, we didn't mention with Leah potentially why she was having a shit time. Oh, yeah. Let's get into it. Jesus Christ, Heather. So you're referring to when Heather said, let's get a drunk. What the f- And then she says, I did read your book, which mm-hmm. I haven't and I'm not planning to. And she says, in my book, I talk about my addiction to drug and alcohol. You read it and you're trying to get me drunk. And then she's trying to dig up and justify it saying that I have friends who have said they were alcoholics and then have got me to feed them drinks all night. What? Does she not see that we've been calling her an enabler with Jen Shaw and it's like, this is enabling. That's not ride or die to just do whatever your friend wants you to. No. Sometimes you do, to be a good friend, you have to say no to them. I'm a classic enabler and I'm working on it. I realise that when you're an enabler, it's not to help the other person, it's to make yourself feel better because you don't like the confrontation. I get it. So I'm just saying I understand where she's coming from with the enabling but I would never in a million years do that. Mm. And it's a very self-centred viewpoint for Heather to be like, oh, let's get Leah drunk so she's fun for us. And Just it's like, disgusting. you you make your own fun, Heather. There, There is no way to explain away that comment. None. No. No. It's a big fat fucking fail, Heather. Get off my TV. Now I'm activated. Sorry. Having said that, Oh, it'd be more fun if she was drunk. <laughs> Dude, you can't say that. You can think it, but you can't say it, okay? This is a safe space. It's just you and me. No one's listening. It's a safe space. Look, we're all thinking it, but no one's saying it. Look, I think that comment turned her off and made her very defensive. And she's like, I can't trust these people. And do you think that's why? Yeah. If she lets go and has fun... What if someone does try to feed her alcohol? It doesn't make it that other person's fault, but she has a disease. Like, Mm. no, if I was her, I'd have my back up too. You know what? If I was her, I would have just fucking done like typical housewife move and stormed out and went home. You don't need the money that bad, sweetie. It's not worth it. Yeah. Go sell another tracksuit, mate. It's just not worth it. Yeah. I don't, it's just, no, that's not a safe space for her to be sober. Nah. I'd be fucking on the phone to my sponsor going, oh, nah, oh, it just it makes, it creeps me out. One thing I do appreciate. I'm so activated whole... today. You know what? I'm that's getting my great. period. Sozzle. <laughs> well, that's what I was going to say. So Leah saying that she's getting her period yeah. led to my favourite moment of the three episodes was when Marisol said, who gets their period anymore? It's not the 1980s. <laughs> it's just fucking classic. This is what I, how do you not love Marisol? She's hilarious. Oh, I mean, we, we've talked for like, yeah, almost a half hour about just this. Are there any things you want to get off your chest about these three episodes? This is just a brief whip through it. Yes, I have a question. Yeah? How is it okay to sit and have lunch after you swam in poop? In uh, I mean, your poop tough. clothes. Yeah. That whole scene was hilarious. That whole thing about Portia... Who did she? Who did she put the poop on? Who? Who did she wipe? I don't know. She was throwing on? poop. I think it was Candace. Was it mm. Candace? She put the poop on. I can't remember, but she does it matter. Who did Portia put the poop on? <laughs> it's very important. I'm pretty sure it was fucking Candace. And then she was saying, "Who did this? I don't know who did this." I love. Oh, it. I love when Portia does it. Who said that? I love it. I love it. I just. Oh, I'm so happy to have Portia back. But no, I don't want to get in poop. This is why you don't go to the elephant sanctuary, people. Ugh. I'm of yeah. two minds of these quote-unquote sanctuaries. I don't know. Let's not talk about it. Okay. My, my cousin Amar is in Thailand at the moment and she went to that exact same one just and? because the housewives went. She loved it. She said it was amazing. Oh, okay, cool. So, see, I'm being um, judgy. Well, but, uh, yeah, I mean, you never know with these places. Yeah. 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 Oh, actually, one other question. Why do they have to walk up the fucking driveway? There's not even a fucking tuk-tuk. Well, that was so funny. I think <laughs> they didn't make everybody walk up the driveway. I think, like, just one really? Doris got dropped. Was it Whitney? That was struggling so much. No, but even like when they would go out and they'd have to come back like from dinners and stuff and you oh, see Giselle true. trying to like walk up that fucking driveway. Yeah. I mean, I understand it's like cobbles and maybe a heavy vehicle would crack the cobbles, but surely it took took mate. That's something. This is for the show. Cars are getting to the top of that hill. I mean, all this camera equipment is getting delivered to the top of the hill. You reckon? Yeah, they're, they're setting them up. We've had to lug ours upstairs when there's no goods left. Oh, well, fuck that. We've had to run up and downstairs all day. So they don't care about the crew, man. They don't give a shit. Well, either or, 
<laughs> this has been a great start to Thailand. I'm really loving Thailand thus far. It's nice to have a change of scene. And then did you see White Lotus Season 3 is going to be there too? And I'm like, okay, copy. Oh, no, I didn't notice. They've said White Lotus 3 is going to be in Thailand. And I'm like, oh, our girls' impact. What are we going to do without Jennifer Coolidge? I'm hoping she comes back as her long-lost twin. Oh, that would be so good. <laughs> That's what I'm hoping. <laughs> All right, so shall we talk about Jersey? Yes. So this was Pizzagate. Pizzagate, it was a long fucking episode. My problem with this episode was mm. we wake up, we talk about last night. We go to the barbecue, we talk about last night. We talk about talking about what the issues are that we talked about because someone talked about someone behind someone's back and said someone had an arsenal and then we talk about that and then we talk about what we all talked about already and I'm like, can we get something new happening? You're not wrong. That's why I felt it was a long episode. Like, I'm not saying it was a bad episode. Shit went down. It got good. It got good. But the talking about the talking about, it is a bit much. Like, we're up to episode eight and we've had three conversations on this season. And do you know what? Arsenal, it's not that fucking bad. Get over it. Worse has been said. Worse has been said, but I'd be pissed off. I don't know if I'd be pissed off for eight episodes. Like, is this not all coming about because Marge outed Bill's affair on national TV? Yeah. So she did have an arsenal. Yeah, <laughs> like, she did. It, isn't the outing of the affair worse than just someone saying, watch out for her, she'll find out shit on you and then say it on TV? Yeah. I mean, I'm Ugh. yawning over it. Before we get to the good bits, uh -huh. what about Bill and Jen waking up the next morning after being floppity drunks? <laughs> they're showered, they're refreshed, they're cooking, they're smelling the cooking smells. I mean, this bitch is making eggs and sujuk. Like, you know what I mean? It's not like some hangover food where you just want, like, tacos and hash browns. Yeah. This is like a full fucking fry-up. I wonder how early in the morning it was. I wonder what fucking doctor shit Bill's bringing them to take to you fucking reckon? be able to back it up. An IV something. I'm not something. saying it's nefarious. I'm just, you know, like a little IV drip or something. So while we're doing the dueling catch-ups over breakfast at everyone's houses and mm. everyone's talking about the night before, yeah, we get a moment where Evan's wife says that Jen and Bill are having marriage troubles resulting in them both being alcoholics. Did I not tell you she would talk about it? Straight up. When Jen was telling her, I'm like, Jen, do not tell Evan's wife. She's going to tell everyone in two minutes. Motherfucker barely washed her makeup off before she spilled about it. And the way she framed it was just like, so, oh, yeah, they're, they're drinking so much to cope with their marriage breakdown. It's like, holy shit. She's so fucking thirsty. I can't even. The yeah. only reason that we need Evan's wife around is to have Evan there. Uh, there it is. So why can't we just have Evan more and just fucking mute Evan's wife's microphone? We don't need to, <laughs> we don't need to hear her. The one and only time I agree with Teresa was when she says to Evan's wife, you've got a lot to say about a lot of people. That's so true. It's fucking true. And look, I don't agree with Teresa at the end of the episode getting activated at Evan's wife. I actually agreed with Evan's wife's point, but I understand why she went from zero to hero with her because it was a build-up. Yeah. It's a fucking build-up from her fucking big mouth. She was getting fed up, Judy. Oh, so fed so, up, Judy. So at these breakfasts, yeah, they talk about uh, John Fooder's chest. They talk about the brother of Danielle. They talk about everything, the mm. arsenal, all that crap. Yeah. The mother not getting invited, but the new piece, or well, the developing piece is the pizza oven venture. So what happens? So Joe goes to Louie and says, there's this idea. Do you want to put down 250 thou? I'm not going to put any money down, but I want 50%. And Louie's like, well, no, you're not putting 50% of the money in. You can have 5%. And so then they fight over that. Question. These people are supposed to be quote unquote business people, right? Yeah. They have businesses. They run businesses. They business, business, business. What idiot starts a business, buys plant and equipment or whatever before they discuss terms? Mm. Like, you guys would have business lawyers on tap. Now, I think on Jersey, you can do a lot of stuff with just a handshake. The Jersey Boys, the Four Seasons, it's all on a handshake. But how do you not discuss terms? It's the first thing you discuss. I've seen the Euros and their handshakes over beverages business deals. I've been around when it's happened. They uh -huh. go, 
great idea, cool, your idea. And then the next thing they talk about is the money. Yeah. Who owns what? How are we going to do it? And that's what the handshake is on. It's to confirm it's the It's to chat. confirm the terms. Of course. Not I'll do this, even I'll do this, you'll do that. It's about the money. That's when you shake hands, not on the, I've got a great idea. Do you want to get into business with me? Sure. There's no handshake then. And the idea is just a pizza oven. Like, I'm sorry to say it. It's been it's been done. I don't disagree with Melissa and Joe when it comes to Louis, Two-Faced Louis. I agree. Of course. I compl- you know I do. But there's something sus about this. When you reiterate a story to someone, you know, this has happened between these two people and then I'm telling someone else about the story. I'm gossiping. Mm -hmm. If I can't relay the story on my own clearly, there's pieces missing. And I feel Mm. like if I was to share why Joe is pissed off and why Louis is pissed off, I'd be missing a piece. Well, it does sort of feel like Joe, the story comes up. Mm. We cut to Louis' side of the story mm. and then we land on Joe being like, and that's why I'm upset. But I don't think we ever really hear Joe go from point A to point B. Like, I feel like production cut that. I so know. I don't know if maybe they are anti-demagoguers and they're trying to say this is their last season. Are they saving it? I don't know. So we never got his full justification, to be fair to the guy. This is sort of what I thought because I'm trying to figure it out. Joe's pissed off because it was his idea that he wanted to do with Teresa. Next minute, his nephew's calling him saying they got a bunch of pizza ovens and they're doing a photo shoot and they're calling it Skinny Pizza or Skinny (laughs) Italian or whatever the fuck they're calling it. Bethany would be mad. I know, right? Bethany's dropping the skinny anyway. Is she? Oh, she has to. she put on weight? No, that's never going to happen because it's so anti-feminist, you know what I mean? It is crazy that that took off so much anyway. Yeah. So he's sitting there going, it's my idea. So why would you let him put in the money? It's so much money. Joe even said he put in the money. Is it because Joe doesn't have the money? He's not got liquid money at the moment because of all of his legal drama? Probably. And why would you start a business like that when you've got legal drama? They said the, the quarter of a million's lost. Where'd it go? He's obviously spent a quarter of a million dollars on the pizza ovens. So can he not just sell them? Yeah, he can sell them. Of course he can sell them. Then do it. Yeah. I don't understand. I mean, he's not going to get his full money back. But why would you order the pizza ovens? How is it your idea when you've bought the pizza ovens from someone else? You didn't ask someone to, like, make them from scratch, right? You can't get a product that quickly made from from scratch. So Mm. I don't understand. There's more to the story. I'm sorry. Bravo, Docket. If you're out there, you need to tell me about this one because it's not making sense to me. No, me neither. So let's let's move on from that. Oh, no, what, oh, what killed me in that scene was Melissa crying with the fake tears and the napkin, even though I didn't see a single drop. No drop. It was a Candace cry. It was, and I would have left it at that. But then later in the episode, I think Jackie's like, I saw Melissa distraught this morning crying over this. She was distraught. No, she wasn't. She wasn't bawling her eyes out. And if she was, the cameras would have barged into her room to capture it. They wouldn't have not gotten the bawling of the eyes. I think we can agree that Louis is manipulative. Do you think Melissa is also manipulative? Oh, that's a good question. I think that Melissa does for Joe what Teresa wishes that they would do for her. She has blind loyalty. And that's all she wants. She spins the story to just have it be their side. Like Melissa's constantly expressing it in a way that you 100% agree with her statements but those statements aren't necessarily 100% of the story. Mm. Okay, well, let's fast forward to Jen Fooda's brunch. Mm. So she has a mermaid for some reason and the mermaid's on land, not in water. Okay, that was bizarre to me. And then they were saying that they thought the mermaid was drunk and I'm like, she's probably fucking high and wouldn't you want to be high if you had to be a fucking mermaid for like five hours? Yeah, and she's dehydrated because she can't get up and get a glass of water because she's got no legs. And no one's bringing her a fucking beverage. Yeah, Bring the crazy. mermaid a bowl of water, people. <laughs> <laughs> Let her splash around. Yes. It reminded me of when stupid Melissa Gorga dressed up as a mermaid with legs to that Halloween party. Or yes. That party. Oh, my God. God I, I remember how speech. activated you were that oh, you had I'm legs. I'm still angry about it. <laughs> I'm a mermaid. W- were those fucking legs? Oh, what a dickhead. <laughs> okay. So oh, I loved at this point. You know, Joe Gorga shits me to tears. Yeah. But I loved when he made fun of Louis' Instagram video and then they made a spoof oh, version of it. <laughs> my God. That was gold. Loved it. Loved it. <laughs> that was so funny. So good. And then when he says, God told me to whack someone's chest. 
fuck me, Dad. That was hilarious. What is Louis on about? He's deranged. Oh, Louis deranged. He's yeah. deranged. He's yeah. honestly he's trying to be like the next Deepak Chopra or something. Yeah, but I mean, Joe Gorga sort of does the same thing with his Instagram captions. Like, have you seen his Instagram captions? No, I don't. I don't look at Joe's Insta. They're always like business venture motivation kind of a thing, where it's oh. like. When no one else believes in you, you got to believe in yourself and shit like that. And he's looking out at the ocean and you're like, okay, Joe. Oh, my God. So he's trying to be Tony Robbins. <laughs> I think so. So, okay, at this brunch we get a lot of chats about the same old crap that blah, we've blah, talked blah. about a million times, blah, 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 blah. The only thing that sort of gave me pause was when Joe was ragging on Paulie for not showing up. And I'm mm. like, he had heart surgery, what, like two days ago? Like- yeah. What did she say? Like, was his blood pressure high or something? I don't know. Something yeah. wasn't good. But he's like, oh, harden up. And I'm like, he just had heart surgery. Harden up, Joe. I'm sorry. I, Joe's, I reckon, the kind of guy who gets a fucking paper cut and wants Melissa to get him a Band-Aid and kiss his boo-boo. Mm-hmm. So let's get into Danielle because mm. I love when she gets annoyed. You which do. And she gets pissed off at the drop of a hat. She does. And <laughs> so Marge pulls Danielle aside to talk about the Arsenal thing. And mm. Danielle's just like, let me stop you right there and let me get this Rachel over because she's pissed at Rachel for spinning it and talking around town making out like it was worse than it was. But I don't think she did make it worse than it was. I know you think she made it worse than it was, but this is what I don't get. Instead of owning, yeah, I said it, and now what? It's like Mm. I'm going to deflect and be pissed off at the person who told you the shitty thing I said about you. I mean, it's classic (laughs) housewife. She's got to stay. Danielle has sold her case to get another season. When Teresa retires... Danielle will be the new Teresa. This is what she's going for. I did love when Danielle was like, I can't even fucking spell Arsenal. Oh, God, that was (laughs) funny. That was really funny. And then later on it comes up again about the brother stuff Mm. and Danielle's just like, gets so done she just leaves and I was like oh I would have preferred if she stayed yeah me too I was hoping that she would come back in with like another sort of comeback backhanded comment mm-hmm. I love that when people storm off and then come back and you know and keep going yeah oh didn't Jen do that in like the first episode this season where she was storming out of Dolores's and she comes back and she's like you look like an old handbag or yeah, something like, like this is why I love her on my teeves yeah so do you want to wrap up the Danielle storyline yes, like, any other thoughts on Danielle before we move to like wedding gate pizza gate I completely agree with everyone after she stormed off and they were still talking about it, that they're sticking to the guns, that there's definitely more to the story. There's more to the story. She's probably a horrible person the same way that Teresa is and it was the last fucking straw for her brother. I get that. But I don't disagree with her. It's none of your business what I I tell you is what I tell you. Uh I totally agree. And then I loved how Rachel did make a comment. I think she had a confessional comment saying, Danielle just left upset. Mm -hmm. I can't believe these women. They're just turning around and just talking about themselves like nothing happened. And because I've watched these shows for so long, you get complacent about things like that. Like that's just par for the course. And it made Mm -hmm. me pause and go, yeah, wow. Could you imagine your friend storming off in a half and two seconds later you're just talking about yourself i know <laughs> we got to get the airtime. that is something to see you know i just i really appreciated her drawing my attention to that so i could just really enjoy it a little bit it more. reminds me of that time at the berkshires where luann was sitting on the stoop with i think with heather and she was in such a huff and like something really bad was just said to Heather or whatever. And then Luann's just talking about herself. Yes. Like I think it was Heather's dad or father-in-law was basically dying. Yes. And Luann's like, can you believe she said that thing about my cabaret? <laughs> <laughs> and it was just like, oh, wow, you're not a real person. No. Like- <laughs> oh, that brings me back. Anytime someone tells me, like reminds me of something epic that happens on one of these shows, I think, oh, God, I should watch it from the beginning again. I know. I do New York once a year. You got it, right? It should be a yearly thing. Yeah, we got to watch it. I got to watch it again. I did it last year. I'm, I've got to gear up to doing it again. So good. Oh, so, so, okay, good. so now that Danielle's been disposed of, we're talking about Melissa's mum constantly. What's Melissa's mum's name? It's like Donna, Donna Vita. I don't know. Donna, I think. Donna something. Donna. Sorry. Um, okay. So, <laughs> all right, and Teresa walks over to Melissa and she's yes. like, what's the problem? Why are you so upset? And this is when Melissa was talking to Louis. And what I hated about Louis is that he immediately didn't take Teresa's side and was like, pretty much kicked Teresa out of the conversation. Didn't pretty much. He told her to fuck off. (laughs) That's true. He did. He said, you're ruining this. If her brother did that to her, she'd fly off the handle. And yet she takes it with Louis. If my partner said, go away, you're ruining this. 
I would go away, I'd get in my car and I'd get the fuck out of Dodge. Don't speak to me like that. Red flag, red flag. The thing with Louis I've noticed as well is that he always says I, like he says, I want to invite your mum. I love you guys. And I'm like, what happened to we? He's like, it's I'm getting married in 28 days. I, 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 I. And I'm like, you're a sociopath. Red flag number two. Number 200. I'm just, you know, for the episode. That's true. He's a sea of red flags. And when Melissa called it, when she says, this guy has two sides, there's the guy that he wants to be and then the guy that he is. She nailed it. She's not wrong. And I understand that where all of us do that to a degree, I understand. Our bad habits come out and stuff, but I agree with her. There is literally two sides. There's the fake side and the real side. And the real side is angry. Oh, you're so angry. And for someone that's supposedly done all this work on himself, I don't think none of it. It's not stuck. None of it's stuck. It's not become a part of who he is. He literally is faking it and then slips to, he's a psychopath is what I'm saying. Yeah. You just said that, didn't you? And it took me about 10 minutes to get there. Sozzle. I'm so (laughs) fucking slow. Swear to God, I'm so slow. So Teresa gets kicked out. Mm. And this is when we have that moment with the other girls at the other side of the party where Teresa says that Melissa has daddy issues. Now, I know you don't like that. Do you want to talk on that for a sec? Her dad died in a car accident. See, I kind of didn't know that slash forgot that. So when you said last week, like, isn't that fucked up? She said she had daddy issues and I was like, nah. His car (laughs) wrapped around a fucking tree. And it wasn't long. This happened not long after she found out because she was old enough that her dad was a serial cheater. And he didn't just go and cheat on her mum. He would leave the house and not come back for weeks at a time, which meant no income because it was a single-income family. Uh-huh. Like, this is fu- – that's fucked up. And yet when he was there, he was absolutely adoring. So it wasn't as if she had an absentee parent 100% of the time. When he was there, he was present – and when he wasn't there, he it was obviously horrible. So that fucks a person up. And whether Melissa has admitted that she has issues stemming from that, I mean, how could she not? Like, don't weaponize child abuse. You know what I mean? I know. And then Teresa's like, my kids have daddy issues. It's like, okay. <laughs> no shit, your kids have daddy issues. Don't weaponize that either. What I thought was a bit um, sweaty about Melissa this episode. Oh, she's was, always sweaty. I can stick up for her on one hand, but that's, yeah, she's a sweaty Betty. She's a sweaty Betty because she's sitting there with Louie and Joe or whatever. She hears this happening, so she moves over to the other conversation, but then Teresa moves over back to Louie and Joe, so then Melissa moves back to where she was. They're all just doing musical chairs trying to follow the camera. It is trying to follow the camera, isn't it? You're right. I didn't think of it like that because Melissa heard the ladies talking and their voices are piping up. She went, oop. And she's like, oop, got to go over there and see what's happening. But then it got good over there, so she went, oop. You're right because that's when it kind of seemed to simmer with Louie and Joe. Like I thought it was going to go left and it started simmering down. I'm like, oh, hang on. Let's talk about the bait and switch of the pyjamas. Yes. So he says, I wear your father's pyjamas at night, which we talked about briefly last week. And and we thought Joe was going to lose it at that point. He did look perplexed. He looked taken aback. Did you see the tea about that? I don't need to say no. it for sizzles. So Teresa was on some podcast. I don't know. She was on something. It was on the socials that she said they were pyjamas that her dad hadn't actually worn yet. They were Ralph Lauren pyjamas and he had a lot of clothes that he hadn't worn yet. So where's the... So where's the security coming from that then? I don't know. Maybe he always had the exact same set of pyjamas. And then my next question is, how short and fat is Louis? Because, (laughs) sorry, (laughs) like, Nonno was not a lithe man. Mm. Like, you know what I mean? He wasn't svelte. And nor should he be. He's a Nonno. That's fine. But Uh surely, like, who's fitting into Nonno's pyjamas? Like, did these pyjamas not fit Nonno? Was Nonno having to wear pyjamas that were too big? I'm shocked that we have more questions about this than Joe does. I have all the questions about the pyjamas. I want to physically see these pyjamas. I want to know what size they are. I want to know if they've been (laughs) let out or taken up. I want to know all the things about the pyjamas. And also, I want to know where I can get these pyjamas. Yeah, put them on a mannequin at BravoCon and let us have a visual. I need normal merch, man. (laughs) 
<laughs> Maybe I can buy a pizza oven. Maybe Joe can go into business with um, what's her name from New York with the pizza oven? Sonia. With Sonia. With the, oh, yeah, did you the, post something about that? Is that where yeah. I, is that where I got this? Oh, yeah, it wasn't my yeah. idea. Don't you love that when someone sees a great idea and they love it so much they adopt it like it's their own? Sorry, I just did that to you. God, I'm a loser. That's okay. Mariana's just referencing an Instagram post. You can go to at effing bravo if you want to have a look. Um, <laughs> Cute. So, okay, we, we sidebar the pajamas uh-huh. somehow. Somehow. We just got to uh, move on when... from it because it's never going to settle in my heart. Exactly. Yeah. So Teresa comes in. She says Joe should have just called her up and said, hey, invite my mother-in-law. And she would have done that if he had done that. And Joe's like, yeah, right. That was... <sighs> On what planet She's would that ever have occurred? Uh-huh. Ever. And this is when Melissa jumps back for the camera time. Basically, they're all mad at each other for not having each other's backs. Oh, I loved how <laughs> Teresa was like, fix it, fix it. You need to fix it. And Melissa's like, you're the matriarch. You fix it. So now they're all just shouting at each other to fix it. Why does Teresa think that Louis and or Melissa should be in charge of fixing her issues with her brother. This bitch really needs a therapist for sure. She needs to stay in therapy for a long time if this is what she thinks needs to happen. She's cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Like, seriously, could you imagine? It makes Uh, no sense. Like, she's adamant that someone needs to fix her relationships that she helped fuck up. And we're at the point where it's all going back so far, like... yeah. She, whatever he says, she's going to say, well, you did this. And he's going to say, well, you didn't have my back at the reunion when Margaret called me a bitch boy. And then Louis's like, well, you're acting like a bitch boy, which I did love. <laughs> like Louis trying to be all, like I said, Deepak Chopra about it, like Dr. Phil. Dr. Phil's not allowed to call people bitch boys. So you're either <laughs> Dr. Phil or you're a cunt. Pick one. But the thing is they need to clean slate it. And, like, make a commitment that they're not going to bring up shit from the past because they've both got things that they can draw on. It's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. What did you think of Jen saying that Melissa was a wolf in sheep's clothing? If she is, I think she's a better actress than I give her credit for because maybe it's just Melissa sitting next to Teresa, but she Mm. doesn't appear the sociopath. Teresa does and or Joe does. So I don't know. What do you think? Because I think I've got blinders a bit when it comes to Melissa. I think she is. I think Jen nailed it. You you don't think Melissa seems reasonable? No. Yeah, see, I think she's got me duped. I think you're duped. Okay, so it devolves into – is it devolves or – delves? I don't know the word. Anyway, it turns into madness. De-evolves? I don't know. It's madness. It's madness, But then (laughs) Melissa and Joe try and escape, but they're parked in by Louis, which I thought was so embarrassing, so funny. And surely production has everyone's car keys, right? Oh, you reckon? Because it's an OH&S issue. Couldn't let ben, Bill and Jen drive, no. I'm surprised they were all allowed. Were they parked right near the house or was it further down? Because if they're parked right near the house, like wouldn't that be an OH&S issue? Because I know like when we're filming, if it's closed set, like there needs to be access for like ambulance and stuff. Like you can't block the exits. It sort of felt like they weren't out the front of the house. They were near like a field or something. Yeah, they weren't right. Yeah, potentially. There was some overflow parking. Anyway, yeah. hilarious that they try and escape Louis and then they have to come back into the party and be like, oh, Louis, can you move your car? <laughs> See, this is what I'm saying. I love it after a good storm off when you have to come back in or you just come back in. Yeah, and Joe comes in at the bad point and sees her Teresa and Margaret talking and he gets triggered by that. That was classic. I don't care, Louis, that that pissed you off. I fucking loved it. And then this is when Louis says to the demagogues while they're in the car, he's like, I love you guys. I want you at the wedding. And they're just like, fuck off, Louis. Let us drive off. What I want to know is at this point, no one's mentioned they're not coming to the wedding. So why is he saying, I want you included in my wedding or involved in my wedding? What do you mean involved? Ah. They're not part of the bridal party. There's no involved other than buying you a present and eating the food. But then it's almost like he's saying, I want you there. It's like, well, no one said we weren't coming. So I'm like, is he feeding them Did this idea? Did he plant idea? the seed? This is what I'm thinking. Oh, my God. I think Louis planting the seed of them not coming. Wow. Either so that or words to that effect have been expressed. They've threatened it. Yeah, potentially. Well, they didn't come to the party, the engagement. Was it an engagement The housewarming party just like a week oh, ago? Oh, the housewarming party, yeah, they didn't go to that. Well, Melissa did, but not Joe. Yeah. So I guess it's a lingering threat. 
Yeah, maybe. I don't know, but I just don't like how he kept being like, I'm getting married in 28 days. And it's like, so? Does the world revolve around your marriage? And also, you've, you've been married before. Like, I'll catch the next one. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> I don't know. Like, you, you're all sick to death of hearing about what I think of weddings. Yeah. Any other final thoughts before we maybe look into the mid-season trailer? I don't like to put my beliefs on to all the people all the time. Just some of them Uh-oh. some of the time. I get that it was a meat party, right? Yeah. It was a meat party. There was no other food other than meat. Uh-huh. But the shot taking. Oh, a bit gross. On a, like a ch- hunk of, like that was just. A bone marrow shot thing, yeah. It was disgusting. Like, oh, I don't know why I'm even talking about it. It was fucking, that just skeeved me. And how can these men drink liquor when they're hungover? Sometimes it helps. Or are they all still drunk? Or they're all still drunk. A beer helps. I don't know. I think you're thinking normal life terms. Uh, this is the shore. Different rules at the shore. Different rules at the shore. Okay. Your body reacts differently at the shore. I understand. Must be something in the water, right? Yeah. Okay. No, I'm good. Okay. So then we get the mid-season trailer, which is weird because I feel like the season just started. But We're only eight episodes in. Jersey always is short, right? Why? Because know. You know why? Because they're talking about the same three things for the whole fucking season. That's true. So, all right, basically they go to Ireland one of my pet peeves with the housewives yes. is when they go stay somewhere at a castle and they're like, ah, it's haunted. And then they all carry on acting like it's haunted. And it's like, fuck off. Why is that such a common thing? They think it's funny? I don't know. Pisses me off. I don't know. The carrying on. The Ugh. carrying on like you're in fucking primary school and you go gone to school camp. Like, just move on. Move on. So there seem, seems to be an adoption storyline with Rachel Paulie says Frank needs to grow up and preach. Yeah. Oh, the the Melissa cheating rumours come up. I mean, we haven't had a good Melissa cheating rumour in a while. Like, <laughs> wasn't the last one was that she was a pole dancer or something? And that was when she hadn't even had a nose job or lip injections. I feel like it came up last year as well, though. Did it? Or maybe Joe was cheating. I don't know. There's always cheating Oh, you've got to take one for the team, Melissa. You haven't had a cheating rumour or a stripper rumour or whatever for ages, they need to laugh it off, honestly. Uh I would have just said, yeah, I haven't heard one of these for a while. It's my turn. No problem. Go for it. Exactly. And, okay, we get the wedding. We get Teresa crying about realising Joe's not attending. I'm already over this wedding. Yeah. I'm excited for the Margaret and Danielle fight. That looks good. That looks good. I'm up for that. But I'm almost over the Gorga drama. I'm almost. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm at the end of my rope with the Joe and Teresa of it all. I understand when you're saying that it's time for Melissa and Joe to go. It's time for someone to go. Yeah, it's their last season. Like, I'm sure of it. I can't do this anymore. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm done. I can't invest in that family anymore. And you're the target audience for Jersey. So, like, if you're done. Yeah, I'm done with the Teresa and Joe. Look. I'm not saying I'm done with them fighting forever. I just need a break. Sure. Or sure. I need some physical violence or something. I need something to make <laughs> it more interesting. Something's just going to make it more interesting. You know what I'm saying? I get like, it. Why am I buying this story again? Why? Okay, so let, let's wrap up our Miami experience. Reunion part three. So you said you didn't have a lot to say about this episode. I wrote two lines, man. When do I ever write two sentences instead of 5,000 pages? I wrote... Adriana and the letter to Marisol from her liver and the list of AA meetings near her home, then saying I'm not judging, I'm offering help, then five minutes later they make up. What the fuck? Okay. Can I just say? Yes, my darling. I thought this letter was so stupid, (laughs) but I laughed and I laughed and I laughed. I was on like the edge of my seat before the big reveal of it being from her liver. And then when she said Marisol's liver, like I just thought this was peak. <laughs> I like Adriana now. No, I don't. I was, I just rolled my oh. eyes out. I think I was just so annoyed at her that I couldn't really enjoy the liver letter. <laughs> it's so, her serious face while it's being read out, even though she knows that it's all a prank from the, <laughs> from the liver and she's acting like someone's, actually getting abused and she's so serious i ate that shit up <laughs> well you're selling it to me way more than she did because oh I'm, watch it again now i'm loving the idea but at the time i was just like adriana get off my fucking tv but then they made up it was the adriana waterworks that i couldn't cope with it's like you mm-hmm. let off bombs all the time and then you're crying because no one wants to play with you. I'm like, get a fucking grip, bitch. It's that whole thing of I hit you or I pushed you and then you hit me and then I'm crying. Like this, no. 
I think if we could get that level of Adriana the whole t- is yeah. that the name Adriana? Yeah, if we could Adriana. get that level of her the whole time, yeah. the liver le- liver letter lever, liver letter liver letter level of her, of her antics, I'd be happy. God, I'm really stumbling on my words right now. No, that liver letter is hard to say. Liver letter. Liver letter. Liver little. Liver letter. Liver <laughs> Hilarious. Yeah. That really is the only thing I really want to talk about That's with it. Miami. Oh, I have one question for you. Yeah. Have you ever slipped and fell into a vagina? Because apparently it happens. Um, I did slip and fall into someone's crutch before. Into a micro penis. Yes, but it was it was an accident. It was a pants on affair, so and nothing came of it. Okay. So a pants you know. on affair. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So basically, Lenny's an asshole. We already know that. That that got covered. There was one moment where Marisol was talking about feeling her mother's presence, yeah. and this is going to sound really mean because it is mean. Mm-hmm. And she said her heart was shaking when she feels her mother's presence. I'm like, could that not just be like a symptom from all the vodka you're having? For breakfast. Yeah, she's got the shakes. Yeah, and her mom's <laughs> and her mom's telling her to take another shot. Shot. Mom's telling her to take another shot. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. Look, does she have a drinking problem, or is she just an excessive drinker? I don't know, but I do care, and I want someone to find the tea for me. But doesn't mean I I love Marisol, and I think that part of me is saying that because I don't want her to be an alcoholic because I absolutely adore her just the way she is. She seems to be saying, yeah, I'm an alcoholic, but I'm a happy drunk, so it's not a problem. No, she's not (laughs) admitting she's an alcoholic. She's saying she's someone who drinks a lot, and that doesn't make you an alcoholic. It doesn't, but... Okay, but I'm watching her, and I, I... The fact that she's feeling sick in Thailand and has to have a drink to be able to leave the room. It's crazy. It's alcoholism. It's wild, yes. I'm not saying it's not... I don't feel comfortable with accusing her of being an alcoholic. I don't oh, I'll gladly diagnose her. She's an alco. Okay. I don't know why yeah. I feel really uncomfortable. Can we say alco these days? Maybe that's rude. I don't know. Anyway, well, shall we leave it there Don't then? ask me. I'm an old lady. I say shit I'm not supposed to all the time and then you <laughs> tell me I've got to cut it out. So <laughs> It's true, man. You know you're old when the shit that you used to say on the regs when you are a kid slash teenager and then someone who is at least 10 years younger than you says, oh, we don't say that anymore. Most of the time you'll be talking and then you'll say, oh, should I cut that out? And I'll just, I'll just agree with you. But it's your idea to cut it. But I know that... <laughs> I know that it's an issue because all of a sudden you stop talking and it's like, what? What did I say? <laughs> I was like, I don't want to co-sign on whatever Mariana just said. The funny thing is I used to be that person to my partner going, honey, we don't say that anymore. What are you doing? <laughs> I honestly was like, fuck, I'm old because now it's happening to me. Yeah. It happens, man. You live and you learn. That's so true. All right, well, let's leave it there. I mean, big way. Oh, wait, no, sizzles. We've got to do sizzles, man. Oh, my God, I forgot about sizzles. So for all those people, when we asked, should we not record and so we can cover Vanderpump, and they said, yeah, do that, and we're not doing that, it's, um, yeah, look, it's Nathan's fault. I just Let's just blame Nathan. Can we not just talk about Vanderpump now? Yeah, of course, but we can't talk about the episode because we haven't got it yet. Well, let's talk about the last one. Yeah. So did you see the TMZs separately with Ariana and then with Scandaval? No. You saw the Rachel one, right, when she was in front of, like, the laundromat or the nail salon or wherever oh, she was. Oh, of course. Yes, yeah. yes. So there's another one, one with Ariana and then one with Scandaval separately. And they're obviously planned because what paparazzi are following them are, oh, maybe. And Scandaval's again packing a car with suitcases, so it's obviously for another show. And just asking oh. them like questions and, you know, with Tiscandavog, do you regret it? And he's like, hindsight 2020. And then he had to explain to the paparazzi guy what hindsight meant. It was boring. Why do you need hindsight to know that maybe like cheating's maybe not the best thing to do? I don't know, dude, but apparently you do. And then Lala said, and I think she was on Jeff Lewis Live, but I haven't I haven't heard it yet. Lala said that he and Rachel were busted in a bed together under the covers. What? Yeah, how is that not raising an effing alarm? They were somewhere, it could have been Coachella Festival, I don't know, they were all somewhere, it was a share house. A lot happens during Coachella. Yeah, they're at a share house and someone walked in and the two of them were in bed together, but just figured, you know, like when you're young and you the thing is, they're not, he's not young, neither is she. And they, you know, they're friends and they're just like lying in bed together like, talking or whatever. I don't know. How was that not a raised red flag? Who has sex under the covers is my question. What if it's cold? Yeah, two hot bodies smooshing together. It's not going to be cold. (laughs) I don't know. 
But yeah, there's that. So Raquel, the whole TRO or whatever it's called, the AVO TRO, whatever, with Sheena, Mm -hmm. Sheena's and her attorneys got word that it was getting dropped while she was at reunion. Can you believe it? (laughs) So Sheena's lawyer did admit that Sheena pushed Rachel, but only after Rachel grabbed her wrist. There was no punching, there was no concussion, and a couple of days ago they were saying that you can't drop a TRO, a temporary restraining order. You can't drop one. It's not how it works, but apparently it's not on the court books anymore. But I, I don't know if that meant Sheena went to court. I don't know. I'm assuming Sheena went to court. Rachel didn't go to court and now it's not happening, whatever. Just a quick sidebar. I know you love court stuff. Are you watching all this Gwyneth Paltrow skiing accident thing? I've watched some of it. I watched half of her giving her testimony. No, I watched her giving her testimony. I haven't watched anyone else's yet. There's apparently a witness who her side's saying is full of shit and it couldn't actually have happened that way so he's definitely full of shit and he's colorblind and he was from far (sighs) away so how the fuck can he tell who was who because he's saying that she ran into him not this guy ran into her she's like how can you tell you're colorblind which means you can't tell who was wearing what color ski suit and it was from far away we're all we're wearing all the all the ski gear how can you tell who is who and then apparently this witness, I haven't watched his his testimony. He was saying the the Coldplay guy or whatever he's calling it, calling oh, him. Chris Martin. And it's like Chris Martin wasn't even there. She was there with her then boyfriend, now husband. Ah. So this guy's just, yeah, I don't know. I haven't seen her lawyer try to rip this guy's testimony to shreds. But it's like this guy caused an accident. He's now got irreparable medical damage. Yikes. Mentally. And it's almost like he can't take the fact that he's now, his life has changed forever and it was his fault. This is what this guy can't accept. So that's what her side is basically saying. So interesting. She's countersuing <laughs> him for a dollar. And Oh, is she? However, and lawyer fees, which is a hell of a lot more than a dollar. Yeah. 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 So that's that. It's very, it is very interesting. But after I did all of the Alex Murdoch stuff, I just can't do another two, three week trial. I just can't. Fair enough. Yeah. So one thing I did notice is Jen Shah, the federal authorities are trying to, you know, like she, when she pled guilty, she agreed to pay six and a half million in restitution. Uh huh. Well, they can't find enough assets to add up to $6.5 million, basically. Of course not. So they're trying to track down assets. They've got some jewellery, which is a snowflake pendant mm-hmm. and I think an 18 Is that cat- the one that was on the show, the one that she bought for all of the people or whatever? If she did, her one's better because her one's got – it's diamond encrusted, so it's yeah. actually worth something. So And also an 18-carat rose gold and diamond ring – but they can't find anything else, basically. And her attorneys haven't returned any sort of comments or anything. But then I also read that her attorneys have dropped her like a hot potato and she's not paying them. So she owes her attorney's money. I mean, what idiot's taking that case expecting to get paid? Is it true she got a year knocked off the sentence? She did get a year knocked off the sentence. It's very normal happen? when you agree to do a like an anger management program. Oh, God, she needs that. So she's agreeing to do whatever programs they're offering, which will knock off her sentence. And I'm pretty sure it's an anger management program. But it's it's if it's not an anger management program, it's something very similar to that. And mm-hmm. that was already said. I already knew that if she agreed to do that she'd probably get a year knocked off a sentence i was expecting that okay so what else what else what else eva the diva she's getting divorced he wants to win her back so my question is what did he do because she's filed for divorce and he doesn't want to get divorced so my guess is he did something right denise richards camille and kim richards have been spotted filming for real housewives of beverly hills that's exciting that is exciting and it, 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 Cynthia? Is Cynthia floating around LA too? What? Oh, maybe. I don't know if I made that up. You probably didn't. I didn't see that. I hope so. That would I be I didn't fabulous. click any links to actually read, read anything more about it. So. I hope. Why would she still be in LA though if she's divorced? Just quickly on Jen, apparently her assistant, I cannot believe this, who has an assistant when they're in jail? <laughs> I am such a povo. I can't afford an assistant. And yet no. this woman who's in jail, who's not paying for her lawyers 
and is not paying her restitution, has someone taking care of her social media for her? Oh, so it's not just like a cellmate that's a prison bitch no, slash man, assistant. No, this dude's okay. fucking, like, he's taking care of her socials for her so that, you know, she can, I don't know, get an income, I guess, while she's in the jail. We should just be going to a restitution anyway. That bitch yeah. is so going to do OnlyFans when she gets out. Oh, yeah. So apparently she's looking radiant. She's keeping up her beauty routine behind bars <sighs> and her skin is glowy as well as her hair. I'm like, do we really need to know this? No. And how shit is her glowy skin or her not glowy skin or her hair that that's what he wants to say, that that is the spin that he's pushing? She must look like shit. That's all I think. Mm-hmm. Did you see that Luann stormed out of a Broadway show because Bethany was sat across from her in the aisle? So I saw her do a TikTok in response uh-huh. where she said it wasn't because of Bethany. Of I think she just stormed out because the show was shit. Oh, really? It's called Bad Cinderella and by all everything I've heard, it's bad. And I don't think they paid for their tickets because the guy was like, she's welcome back anytime. I'm like, you got these as freebies. And she said something about bad Cinderella was not the only one feeling bad. That's why I left with my date. I'm sorry, when you go to the theatre with your mate, it's not a date. She went with Jacques. Oh, I love Jacques. We love Jacques, but isn't Jacques married with a kid? Oh, yeah. Like, it's he's not your date, sweetie. You went out with your mate. Like, get a grip. I just think the show's terrible. And that's what right. oh, okay. she's Fair not enough. saying. Fair enough. Did you see that Meredith Marks was in a near-fatal car crash? Oh. Yeah, she drove no. into a snowbank. She's fine. Oh. She's fine. So it's not near-fatal at all. Oh, apparently it was pretty fucking bad. She could have gone over the edge. Oh. Yeah. Apparently it was near-fatal. But, you know, there was a swerve into a snowbank so that she didn't um, – I mean, we've got roads like that in Australia where you're driving and you're like, the cliff is right fucking there. Right there. <laughs> I would not want to drive in snow. I do not want to drive after it's snowed. No. I wouldn't want anything to do with it. No, no, no. You know, that's all the sizzles that I've got so far. We're all sizzled out. All right. Well, bye. Bye.